Hello and welcome to Patoki Therapy 2. And uh, this is our fourth episode. Um, Piyush and I are here again. And uh, we are going back to the old format of Batogi Therapy, where we are going to speak to some really interesting people that we've met. Uh, considering that Piyush and I aren't very interesting ourselves, we try to surround ourselves with people who are interesting. And uh, so before we uh, reveal uh, the mystery guest of the day, let me introduce my charming co-host, Piyush. Hello, Piyush. How are you doing? I like it when you said charming. Like, I don't call myself charming, so Happy you're calling us. Thank you. Thank somebody you so much. Thank has you. to. Somebody Thank has to, Piyush. Such kap tak chupega. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, such, I, I'll, I'll exactly. take that as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sandeep. So, so, Piyush, how have you been the last few days? I mean, of course, uh, this is for the uh, edification of all our uh, listeners because I have been <laughs> meeting you almost every day last few days. So, <laughs> how have it's you been? It's been fun. Lot, lot, of, lot of crazy work. But it, it's, it's been going on. That's the name of the game, right? Working, yeah, working, yeah. working, and you're also working on your passion project. Yeah, yeah, or like this one. This is the only, yeah. All my projects are passion projects, Piyush. Oh. Some of them I get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> some of them you have to pay for. So yeah, some of them why... I have to pay for, <laughs> which is why it's a passion. Anyway, uh, so now that we have got all those niceties out, out of the way, uh, let us introduce our guest uh, for today, uh, George Varghese is an old friend of mine and more importantly that's not why he's interesting <laughs> why he's interesting <laughs> is because <laughs> he's somebody who directs and develops and creates uh, a lot of visual content um, video content but primarily a lot of television shows but a lot of other stuff as well and um, so that's who we have and he's going to take us through this wild and murky and tumultuous and exciting and passionate and completely illogical world of uh, TV show creation and video content creation. So, George Varkis, say hello to everybody. Hey guys, Piyush, Sandeep, thank you for having me here on Bhatwaki Therapy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like glad you said interesting because I don't think my wife all my kids think that I'm interesting. <laughs> no, none of our wives yeah. think we are interesting. <laughs> the, the saying is Ghar ki murgi dal barabar. So I think yeah. it applies to all of us. It's, yeah, it's been a it's been a while since someone said, Oh, interesting. So I was like, okay, that's 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 fine. Okay, let's go on with it. Let's see where this conversation heads. And <laughs> yeah, I mean the world of video content. Television, OTT, digital, or to right now, me creating stuff, trying create content for YouTube. Let's see. I mean, it's it's there's a lot here. I mean, it's been it's it's been a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I think yeah. that touches on a very interesting question that I had. I think I've asked to, again. <laughs> I keep on saying I've asked it to everyone. How everyone who's been on the podcast <laughs> in this iteration and the Patoki Therapy one as well. Like, how do you introduce it? Like when you go out to people, when you meet someone, you like you're meeting me for the first time. How would you introduce yourself? Me, I'm straightforward. Hey, I'm George. What's your name? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't really want to know about your profession. Don't even get me started on your work because I don't want to get started on my work. I go out and meet people not to talk about work. I want to forget about work. <laughs> That's a good point. I think I might steal that. I'm like, no, I'm not going to talk about Like everything else is okay, man. Like what are you interested in? Let's, let's, let's find a topic to like, you know, have a conversation on. Something like that. And hey, look. Hot check, hot check. I mean, that's how <laughs> <I met. laughs> that is 
that is true uh, and i'm fact, not editing uh, that out of the podcast <laughs> no no fine that's fine um i'm sorry this question was asked to george but i have to introduce i have to tell you how i first met george was that i was um, recruited by this production company to work on a on a television show and i was supposed to be working in the reality team which is you know a reality television there are these units that go out and you know capture whatever is happening in real time which is then edited so uh, these are the non structured non scripted parts of um, the television show and uh, so i was part of the reality team and i was told to go and meet george who was heading the reality team so i went and met him he said hello he said you want to go for a cigarette like uh, oh he said do you want to step outside for a minute <laughs> so uh, i was like okay this guy is too big for him to fight me right now <laughs> so we stepped outside and uh, there was a a fiction show being shot next door and there were very some very pretty girls coming in and out of that studio so we spent a leisurely 5 minutes um, you know uh, exploring the visual delights uh, that were there um and that's how we bonded and we've been friends ever since now we've both got <laughs> <laughs> married uh, george has two children as well uh, but uh, yeah i mean we st- every time we meet we still back to that uh, <laughs> 15 years ago those uh, guys we were back then but anyway that's the story of our no catching up sorry i hijacked this entire question yeah but th- that's how that's how i think you bond right i think with most of the people that i bonded over the years with where work was concerned it was it's always like your initial first few years that that uh, lays out the wavelength you know like okay fine i get out i get along with with this person i can have a conversation with this person and you know just chill and sort of baat baatein to hoti rahi you know that kind of a thing it's almost like baat baatein karna ek therapy jaisa hai <laughs> the, the name has deeper meaning right you know piyush going back to your question right i would never tell anyone that i'm a director or a creative director or something like that yeah first meeting up front no unless it is work unless it's like a work meeting up to make a presentation even then i might not tell them i'm the director or creative <laughs> director i would like go and like present you know right. <laughs> something that i i don't know some, somehow i don't feel that it, it needs to carry that much weight Yeah, but if at work you don't go and tell them you are the director, maybe they'll think you're chai leke hai. Surprise them. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So, uh, George, but just to put you in the spot, is if somebody does push you, what would you describe yourself as professionally? How would you describe yourself? What do you do? Um, I probably I'm someone who leans a lot towards visual content. I love creating visuals. uh that has been my passion for the longest time ever since i got in i don't think i was so great a content person content grew on me a little later but it, for me every time it was about how do i make my visuals look beautiful because i was like i'm in a visual medium baki ke liye to radio hai right now you know podcast also there i mean but visually if i have to put something out there how do i make that you know fit the bill so which i mean i think the first time i got hired as a director was when they told me that we need you to get the team to think like you visually so i was like ha huh, that is easy i'm good with that <laughs> that i can do <laughs> yeah i mean that's true visual creating see visual content is a uh, is a field by itself i i remember when way back in the day one time uh, i i was traveling on a motorcycle with a friend we were passing this fields and i saw this tree it had no branches or uh, sorry no leaves on the branches it was just a dead tree but as i was 
passing it was you know wide vistas the tree was in the sort of middle ground there was a background it looked like a nice bokeh effect a nice track shot and i looked at it and said hey that's a nice looking tree and my friend who was sitting behind me on the motorcycle he he is not from this point of view and he, all he saw was a dead tree and he says no that's not a good tree it's a dead tree i said no but look at it it's so beautiful because the way the shot comes and all that so yeah. when we look at these things it comes from a point of view how does it translate visually as an effect so when other people look at it it is just reality as it is so i think there's the i think that's true right like it's 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 two things when you write something like i we all have gone through this when you see a movie that is based out of a novel you always think oh novel was more descriptive you could because you're imagining things but putting that visually i can only imagine how difficult that is like just to portray something and then again perspective for you it yeah. was a beautiful tree for someone else it was a dead tree right no i think that that makes quite a big and it's a big take on right like that's what i feel like visually presenting something directing something again steering a ship that's what my understanding is when you talk about a production team or um someone who's creating or a creative director or tv director or anywhere is like you're steering a ship and again as you mentioned when you when you said that are you know all the all the guys should have your creative vision or should think like you it's easy i i don't think it's easy personally i think it's a very very tough task what does that entail when you say that everyone needs to think like you so it's it's basically uh, what they liked was the whole lateral aspect of how i represented things visually you know right. if i could take a sentence and put it out there and you know show put a perspective to like you said mentioned perspective earlier right right i give it my perspective about how i want to think about it similarly like with each person who was working on my team at that point and they were like really talented bunch of kids yeah. i mean they were um but i had like five people on my team each handling their own segment and they had to go out and shoot their stuff so before they went out and shot they would discuss their ideas with me and from there it's like you tell them you know okay you're like literally shooting what the words in the script are why not take it a little above why not change that way of looking at things you know why not give it a little dreamy aspect it's fashion you're dealing with i mean that show was entirely on fashion right so when you know when it comes to fashion it's like you it's about uh i think uh dynamic visuals and how do you mm. make that happen how do you, that's the main thing it's it's so the whole thing with them was to like give them uh reference points not right. only like take them through about how to working what else can you do with this idea break it down you know take it can you do stop blocks can you do uh, some other kind of treatment that you know or a edit pattern that you can that can make it look very different how do you prop it differently right you know and those kind of shows you don't have very big prop budgets you right. you right. have you make you make do with what you see in the room so for me even on the biggest show that i did it became always became a habit that i looked around the room to see what was there Okay. Because you learn from the poor shows, right? <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, the poor shows, and when it comes to the big shows, you're like, okay, we can maximize that drama. I can make that drama wheel in the next episode. You know, it's that kind of a thing. It's just that kind of learning that goes in. It's I don't know. It's just about freeing your mind a little more. And plus, I think I would, because for me, it was I was heavily influenced by music videos in the '90s. Ah, okay. With MTV and uh, MTV coming in, Channel V coming in, I think I spent most of the time my time watching music videos and uh, uh, watching movies. And I loved music videos because there the visual element was very high. People would take 
a song right. and then they would pictureize it any which way that they chose to make it look that you know so that i would it would fit the song right right so for me it should be like it always would be okay how do i do that how do i execute that my thing would be okay let me take that thing which looks really difficult and then try and do it on my own so i remember there was this one uh, shot from this song u2's song called uh, stuck in a moment ah okay so in which bono i think lying on the ground and then the camera tilts 180 and it's like suddenly you realize the guy is actually sitting he's not lying down and i was like okay how do i do this and when we do it we uh, i mean especially when you're doing it in on a small show or in a reality medium you don't have that that kind of equipment to do it True. whatever you do happens with one tripod happens with handheld cameras and whatever camera you're using at that point of time and you have to create the magic with that so okay yeah so it's generally getting people to like start expressing themselves in a way that they feel okay this is my style i mean that's when you push the visual medium out where you tell people okay you try and get their style out their style of kind of videos that they want to create or imagery that they want to create right and you push push the barrier on that basically i think you know from the point of view of when we create visual content for whether it's television or whatever movies whatever it is the idea there is this saying that says you know show don't tell so earlier when we used to do things like reality when it was still in an essence state it was pretty much as george said whatever the guy is saying show that but then what happens is there are different components to this thing there is an audio there is the interview there is uh, the visuals there is the edit pattern how you put it together and so on and so forth so if everything is doing the same thing if i'm if uh, what i'm showing is exactly what the guy is saying then it's redundant right so right. what you need to do is to use the visuals to create a story or create a feeling or create an emotional create an impact that goes beyond just exactly what the guy said so i remember the first project we worked together the same one 15 years ago uh, it was a it was what what do you call it it was a show which was a talent show for politicians so it was like indian idol for politicians sort of okay. yeah, yeah it was a very interesting show nice show some really nice people and all that it was called lead india it was uh, produced by or it was sponsored by times of india and they okay. were trying to develop local uh, leaders and one of the stories that george did was with this guy and i think it was kolkata and uh, i'm i'm telling you the i mean whatever the guy was saying about whatever is doing in the in kolkata all hmm. very nice very interesting group but how the visuals showed or um, supported what the guy was saying it was one of the most beautiful uh, shoots i'd seen that uh, dop is also a good friend and uh, you know always wanted to work with him again but that i was i mean i frankly um, when i saw that story i was really jealous of george mm-hmm. i was like what the hell man this is very good it's excellent so to bring that visuals to another level which is beyond just exactly supporting what the interviewer is saying that i think right. is where your vision comes in where you are able to translate that uh, story into a visual uh, medium and that i think is what george does really well translate those stories into a visual medium is uh, to create an experience out of it i mean i think that's the thing it, it it's like why just window shop you know just immerse <laughs> a little more into right. it <laughs> right. yeah. i think you touched on a very very good point i think i did again we have talked about this quite a quite a few times and also george you mentioned it offline as well that you've been yeah. in the industry for quite a while um uh, yeah. he was talking about 15 years ago when you were doing a show yeah. so i'm assuming you've yeah. been around for some time yeah like 
how what was the how did you got into this like what i'm pretty sure 20 30 years back there was no oh let's do a film direction course so let's do this yes you have a education when you do an M- yeah, yeah, msc yeah, yeah, i mean i think i think 20 so 22 years ago when i got into it i think it was the year 2000 uh i i will backtrack to like a couple of more years of me into college in zaviers and i'm 18 years old and all my friends knew what they wanted to do everyone had a clue of what they wanted to do except yeah. me. <laughs> i had, i had zero clue you know they were like okay i had no idea where my interests were i was just i i mean i was in college i was enjoying i mean, I, i was having the time of my life over there Right. and then suddenly that came this question of okay what do you want to do and i was like hey why are you all asking me that question you're my friends <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me right now <laughs> mostly everyone knew what they wanted to do and uh, uh, in my family like my dad came from a theater backdrop so he used to do uh, malayalam theater and uh, my brothers were both when they started out their profession in their career they were both graphic animators so i was like okay i don't want to be in front of the camera i looked at my brothers i was like okay i don't want to be doing a post job which requires me to sit in a chair all this for a long periods of time and you know in the 90s i used to watch them rendering it should take like 3 4 days yeah <laughs> like i'm making something and to see the output it will take me like you know 12 hours 24 hours and i was like this is like very taking a lot of time i don't think i have the patience to do something like that <laughs> and then i started exploring so it just happened that okay i was like okay i met a few people from the industry and they were like okay why don't you just do your course so you understand a little bit of it so i did my xic course and actually during the course i started working as a as a assistant director on music videos so yeah so that's how i got in that was my first step in and i think your first few years at least for me made me feel like okay am i doing the right thing what am i doing and i still ask my question that Uh, myself that same question even at, after 22 years i like i'm what am i doing i'm like am i even supposed to be here at times you know <laughs> because it's, it's 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 it is a challenging field it is all about you i mean especially True. if you're an uh, an independent professional it's all up to you how you take your career where you take it right so yeah i remember my dad telling me like dude are you sure you want to do this why are you doing this why don't you look out for a proper job <laughs> yeah yeah we were discussing this in our first episode george and uh, i was telling him that when i started uh, you know in the mid 90s so i i was get, i was get, doing projects not jobs we used to have projects at that time and my mom tells me ye sab to ye to sab theek hai but uh, do it as a part time get a job <laughs> you know this yeah. all this is like a hobby <laughs> you know like Huh, painting, making TV shows, all that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to add to this question. Basically, yeah. the question is, what are the delights of being in this profession, and what are the challenges? As in, what are the things that you like, and what are the things that you absolutely hate? What I don't like, what I like, and what I don't like. I mean, I think the first thing that I like is I can, uh, uh, I can set my own benchmark. Uh, I can, I love to up. it every time mm. i do not like to repeat what i have done so i it gets i mean that's the only way i can keep it interesting for me is if i keep challenging myself i mean that's been the thing that's that i've uh enjoyed the uh the delight of it is the travel the amount of travel i've done around india with this job right has been amazing i mean i've seen a good 23 to 24 states you wow. know and and it's and uh, 
I've met people from around the country and it's beautiful. I mean, um, I I remember like in the year 2000, I was like, I need to do my course plus let me put in my Canada immigration form, you know? Mm. And that would have clicked by say 2005 and then by 2005 I would have been out of here. But till 2005, I mean, the only three places I had seen was Bombay, Pune and Goa. Mm. And that wasn't, that wasn't representation enough for me to go out and tell anyone that, dude, I'm from India. And this is what is what it is like. But now, I mean, I traveled through the country for a good, like, you know, I think 10 years. I've been to like some amazing places and there are a lot of beautiful places over here. And uh, now if you have to talk to me about a conversation about India, I mean, dude, bring it on. It'll be so <laughs> beautiful to like just run you through my memories and you could tell me whether that place is like still the same or not. You know, things have changed over there and things change over over, over time. Um, the, uh, challenging, the other part is, I mean, I think is when you deal, you're dealing with a lot of people. Now, when you're dealing with a lot of people, you need to manage a lot of ideas, viewpoints, emotions, all those things. So that is, I mean, initially I was pretty much headstrong and I got into everything like a challenge. And now I, 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 you know, everything was like, karenge, yehi karenge. because, you know, when you start out, you are as a director and all, you're like, you know, you have to be able to put your arguments across and you need to be able to have a viewpoint on things and you have to strongly feel about it. And then when you strongly feel about it to unfeel it, it's not going to be so easy. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you have to be able to deal with people, managing people, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, there, there, then it, there can be like uh, feedback that does not really work for you. I mean, or for the for the show. And you're like, okay, how do I handle this now? But you then you learn to let go. I mean, with experience, you learn to let go. For, a, for, for your initial few years, you will fight it out and sour a few relationships, left, right, center and stuff. And But after a period of time, you're like, okay, let it go. It be, it's, you treat it like a job also. I think it's initially when you're young, you know, your ego clashes happen more. And yeah. I think that's with every job. You yeah. you think that you know more and then you realize, no, I think we're all in the same boat. Yeah. We're all learning. Uh, George has been the angry young man of television in Mumbai for a long time. Uh, oh. As long as I've known him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the kind of people that uh, one comes across. See, I think... Um, as, I mean, even personally, and I, I know this, um, the, George also sort of subscribes to this, is that when you're dealing with your team and people junior to you and so on, then it's a lot more, one is a lot more open to receiving feedback. And, you know, because it is a process. It is, how you call it, it is a quasi-democratic process that you listen to everybody in your team because you know all know that you're working towards the, and obviously try to surround yourself with people who are, you know, uh, have a similar uh, thought process and and know that they, we are all working towards the same objective. So you listen to everything, but because you are the, the director is the final, you know, is the final accountability or is the, the buck stops with the director, what he or she says goes, right? Most right. of the time, but you, you, you are, I mean, or should be open enough to receiving input. What happens is that uh, what, <laughs> what actually cheeses you off is, a lot of external uh, players, a lot of people come in and once the show is being made, when when it is actually being made, then it's a different matter. But then everybody becomes a critic. 
and then everybody has their two cents point of view and they turn you know uh, they uh, a lot of people shut their minds to other people's or the director's point of view and then somebody sitting somewhere there are grand panjandrum sitting there and um passing judgment on the kind of work you did and that sort of uh, initially it's like are ye kyun meddle kar raha hai theek hai yaar hum kaam hi kar rahe hain Mm. Uh, you know why isn't anybody seeing uh, my vision and so on and so forth but then eventually as george says one grows up and understands that everybody who is giving you this feedback is also part of the process you know is a cog in the wheel and they are also for the most part trying to do their job only and one should treat that with some sort of respect but of course there are challenges in that as well but yes i must tell you that george is a Uh, you know when do you don't cross george at work he's an extremely intimidating <laughs> person uh, you you know like uh, the mortal words of bruce banner you don't want to see him angry oh. <laughs> you won't yeah, like the, him when he's angry yeah, but the, but that anger is something like i have to like you know work on through throughout i mean it's much better than what i was 10 years ago because right now i'm like can't be angry don't want to be angry and yeah. it's like sometimes it's just not understanding what is in front of you and then reacting to it so you can be caught off guard by things and not realize and then it's only later in retrospect you realize the you know what played out and how it played out kind of a thing okay. but yeah coming back to it again the delights is oh, would be like you know the people that you work with there are talented people from like all across india that you meet okay by they are working in bombay and uh, one skill after the other whether they are in content whether they are behind the camera manning the camera whether they are editing and and they are very few and far between not everyone you meet is going to be like you know your style of shoot or mm. your style of edit or you know what you like seeing and bold enough to try something new and uh, and the probably the frustrating part would be like as an independent professional trying to get a next project right of course <laughs> yeah as I, i think sandeep pointed right like it was it wasn't a job it was project yeah. to project that you always yeah. work on yeah when you mentioned i think this is something uh, from a post production point of view that i have seen in recent not in recent but i've seen in films throughout my career as well where suddenly the direction of the project changes the look the feel and i'm not sure again for us it's more oh it's the director's point of view that has changed but i'm assuming there were external factors where Suddenly, the pro the again as a as an example, uh, the life of Pi, right? That yeah. basically took one of the visual effect company down because suddenly the the director wanted to change the look and feel of the fire elements and the simulation, which is a very costly affair to do, right? In in post production, how does that child again from a again that's a very different scale, but in for in your day to day or in in your profession or in your experience, how how do you handle that when someone comes along and says? यार ये अच्छा है बट आई थिंक मेरे को ना ऐसा चाहिए सो हाउ डू यू डील विद दी सिचुएशन वेन यू आर नी डीप इन टू एक्चुअल शूटिंग एंड यूर नी डीप इन टू ऑल ऑफ दैट कैंड वेरी कामली now now very calmly let us not be uh, you know beat around the bush here now george takes it very calmly yeah so it, it's at that point it's more or less like talking it out you find a halfway point here mm. you have to find a halfway point you can't there's no there's because the person who's going to come and ask for that change is probably the person who puts in the money right it's straight on that yeah yeah of course i mean and and uh, when that happens you you try and you figure out a middle ground you try and figure out like how best can you like make it work 
विदाउट लूजिंग द एसेंस बट येस दे विल बी दैट उन्नीस बीस का फर्क दैट बी से दैट हैपन्स that happens that is that is seen and uh, and at that point of time it has to you have to be equipped to like make changes mm. i mean something that they are asking on on ground if i am i not have the equipment to pull that kind of a visual off or that kind of a shot off you know or that kind of a sequence off so i mean you can't waste a day of shoot because you don't have that so right. you might as well like and especially with your digital and your television uh, zone you're shooting maybe one or two episodes a day oh, wow so you don't have the time to mess around there and you know your schedule is going to be like you're going to be shoot, shooting 18 days you're going to shoot 32 episodes and come back or 36 episodes and come back my app makes sense yeah. yeah so you have to find a middle ground there's i mean yeah i mean i'm not like you know i have to be like a karan johar to say nahi नहीं होगा देन यू नो देन देर इज वेट आई आई डोंट आई मीन आई डोंट थिंक आई हैव दैट काइंड ऑफ क्लाउड टू बी ऑनेस्ट नो एक्चुअली व्हाट सी इनिशियली एज व्हेन वन स्टार्ट्स ऑफ एंड वन इज यंग एंड फुल ऑफ एम एंड रियो इज दैट हां दिस इज माय विजन एंड दिस इज द वे इट गोस बट व्हाट वन रियलाइजेस एज वन ग्रोस ओल्डर इज ए इट इज नॉट माय मनी दैट इज गोइंग इनटू दिस बी the least you can do for somebody who is actually as invested in this like people who are putting money into it are at least as invested in the show as the director who is getting paid to do this um so the minimum one can do is at least consider what they are saying respectfully you know yeah. these you know earlier it was ki any thing that goes outside the way one thinks is not going to be accepted but then you eventually mature into a place where you say acha yeah sun to lete hain let us try to understand what it is and see if uh, it works and then try to have a if that person is open to having a conversation then you have a conversation and a lot of yeah. people do if you do that respectfully then they will take your expertise into account and say okay because this guy is a director and he's done this a while and this is the reasoning he is giving like if you if somebody gives you a suggestion and and you say no then that person will keep pushing because they don't know why you're saying no but if you give them a reason as to okay this is the way you should do it and you shouldn't do it and so on so forth then they are more likely so it has to be a mutual exchange of um, yeah and, ideas. and and honestly when it when it comes down to it right uh, when you're on field you're shooting your mind is set you've done your short breakdown you know what the visuals are trying to get and all that and you now you like basically you've uh, given into a vision and you're following that perspective now right uh just then trying to get another perspective going it takes some time there is right. obviously a little resistance to that initially mm-hmm. like the last show that vasu and i did together we we had a fight about the same thing okay hey, many hey, like yeah. about content about right. uh, process about visuals yeah. all, all sorts of things we but i was creative director he is the director of the show so we had very similar perspectives in most things but there would be divergences and yeah, yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't say fight fight but yes we we've, we've had conversations about it yeah. uh, i think we're both too old to get into heated discussions <laughs> anymore and we've you know we've been friends for too long but uh, and i definitely wouldn't take punga with uh, somebody like george uh, he's uh, he's way too strong for me <laughs> uh, so physically you can't uh, do do that but uh, what i'm saying is that we've had conversations and at least now we've got to a point where see it's about how much you respect the other person also okay so my next question is uh, basically how does a day look for you when you're deep in direction 
versus a normal day oh my god it's it it begins off with a lot of nervousness because no matter how many times you've done it you know you're going out on shoot and you can't fuck up <laughs> <laughs> okay so you need to know that you got all your uh, eggs lined up you need to know that your team has all their eggs lined up you need to know that you know at least at least the creative team like they need to know that this is the plan for today this is what we are executing today they need to know it without looking at a piece of paper everyone needs to know that okay this is mm. what we are going to do today i mean uh, for me it's like waking up in the morning i feel butterflies in my stomach by the time i get out i am like sitting in the car i am quiet i will not talk for the first probably one hour to like get to the studio okay. and then when i meet people then i have to open my mouth and say hi but i'll wait <laughs> i'll say hi but i'll call for a cup of coffee <laughs> because i need something to spike me up and get me started over there and then you know i mean you know you it's a 12 hour shift you're going to be like shooting from 9 to 9 or 7 to 7 or sometimes if it's if you're really unlucky and things go wrong you'll be shooting for much longer wow. but luckily over the years the risk of errors have like terribly like you know not terribly uh, you know big way gone down mm. so i've never had to face too many technical issues over there but yeah i mean your day is like man just getting there bringing that energy from somewhere because you have to run the flow you got mm. to like take the mic and then run the flow and get people people going your your talking to your technical team and you're running them through the plan and the camp you don't get too many days to rehearse these you don't get too many days to rehearse the, these it's like that you probably get one day to rehearse all the episodes oh, and wow. yeah so you mota mota you plan out your visuals your camera blockings and stuff and then it's like you just go with it so there will be uh times you will be rectifying the same thing over and over because it might not be one camera that is making the mistake all the time mm. it would be another camera that's making the same mistake from another angle so it's like getting things pat on getting people into that flow of understanding what the day is going to be like you know mm. it and running that day like through on time for me as a as a director who's been into production as well and plus who's tried producing on his own i definitely don't want to spend the producer's money like right. i don't want to waste his money i don't want to uh spend too much or you know by going over shift which will cost him another half shift and all those are yep. things i try and avoid so your so that day of shoot i think is like a day where you juggle a lot of things and then as a day goes on progresses you already like in the last few days you managed to uh break up the work among delegated to your team and then it comes down to you sitting over there like with your dop and watching your 9 10 screens and knowing that you're getting your output over there i mean that's that's how it is but it begins with a yeah. butterfly and it ends with i think a lot of joy this show that we were making recently george and i so a few couple of days before the shoot we went for something called a technical recce which is when the uh, dop also comes with you and you sort of check out all the angles and what are the camera angles what are the colors behind what are the backgrounds how are the there's something called blocking which is obviously uh, for people in the industry they don't understand how does how do people move within that frame what are the movements within a frame and so on right. um so <laughs> this time i mean 
he was sitting there we had a uh, we were working with another close friend of mutual close friend who was handling all the production and uh, we were working with some awesome people we were making a show on comedy and we were sing, working with some awesome people all very good professionals in whatever each person was doing and george and i were sitting and watching what was happening and everything was happening smoothly and i i can say that now kyunki nazar nahi lagi because the shoot is over <laughs> everything did go well uh, and george and i were sitting and george says dude everything is going so smoothly have we got better or has everybody else <laughs> so i thought about it i think both because when we started in the mid 2000s reality itself reality television was a very new idea for india i mean even for a, for the western world but definitely for india because nobody knew the grammar of it in terms of how to show things there was there used to be bibles for hit shows like indian idol or got talent and so on which came from abroad which you tapeoding which you translated exactly but you didn't so eventually uh, but other than that you people didn't know how this works this whole system so it was a lot of chaos and a lot of money used to be you know more days than were necessary used to go or longer shoots and it became everything was crunch you know the word crunch was into everything right. and i think what has happened over the last 15 20 years is that everybody in the industry including us hmm. has understood this process and how to create this kind of content much more so the production people the people who are in front of the camera the people who are uh, in the creative team uh, people who are handling all sorts of uh, other issues uh, the sound or camera or lighting mm. or whatever it is the studio itself the set the art direction all these people know how this works not exactly that particular show but in terms of when you are giving an instruction they know how to get it done very quickly right. and that i think also has helped you know us we we scheduled 12 hours uh, shifts for 6 days for 5 days for our shoot we for this uh, schedule we finished two episodes in what, like 6 7 days 7 uh, hours yeah we finished it really fast this time oh. was really fast yeah, i yeah. think i think it was for the first time for me in 22 years that i was shooting and laughing at the same time that's how amazing <laughs> that show was i mean that's when you i mean you're happy you're visually getting what you want content wise it's a it's a improv comedy show so you can't right. be you're not scripted and 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 you know uh, prepared for what's going to happen out there and it just and when it when it just i think when everyone takes their game a notch higher and upset and you know it just flows so beautifully you're just happy to be there you're just really happy to be there you know your content is good you know it looks visually good and well that's and, that was that was like probably one of the best shows in like 22 years after like you <laughs> see like it's like a meeting of experience and you know output coming out to the to its like max basically yeah i think that that touch on one point like i think both of you mentioned this one thing very specifically was uh george when you were talking about your day and you were saying that now you don't get there that many technical challenges and sandeep you also mentioned that from like what was happening in mid 2000s to like this the last show that you guys did you had didn't had a lot of these issues these technical issues like from a for a person who's not been on a tv set ever in his life what technical challenges are we talking about like oh my god they like you know when you were <laughs> recording when you started off recording you said there's a slight hum you could hear right yeah oh. now when that happens to our mics we can't shoot right, so it's course. like everyone so there are like 100 people on set looking at two people trying to fix that problem <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah. those two people yeah. are fight are like really like feeling the pressure because everyone's just waiting for waiting on them to finish that yeah, so yeah, they can right. get on to the next thing 
when that is getting done something else will happen some other mess up will happen because of which you lose another five more minutes and then you're like looking at your clock con- constantly right you know there will be like uh, equipment delays i mean mm. if you're especially i mean earlier it used to be the case when we were traveling and you would go i would i remember i was shooting at lucknow once and uh, i was shooting with rp saying at that point of time he was in the indian cricket team yeah 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 so we were shooting i think in uh, i think la martinier school in lucknow and uh, my production production team from bombay decided to get me a local sound guy <laughs> and the local sound guy was a event sound guy who came with that big board a hand mic oh my like god people mics i mean <laughs> what are we doing here i mean you and you know because there's no escape now anything that has to come to you has to come from bombay or delhi right, those are right. going to take a couple of hours and you just have this one day to shoot so you do your best you hope for the best and you're like dude i have no idea like those those days are like i have no idea what i've got right, like right. i know visually i've got my visuals but i know like but what about the interview has that guy got my sound down like pattern can it be broadcast you know oh yeah yeah it can be those kind of things it can be there are n number of delays that happen sometimes like some, a coloring spill on the outfit <laughs> the actor and then what do you do <laughs> you have you don't i mean you have to wait till that cleans out and dries out and then right. could be anything you can't, you can't change it also because continuity yeah, oh, continuity. right of course right oh wow <laughs> yeah. so you have to wait for that So I I remember uh, in 2001 I I shot for uh, Samsung refrigerators in their factory in near Pune okay? and we got local equipment okay and this was back in the day when uh, we used to use track trolleys this was a nice big factory and we got track trolleys instead of getting them from Mumbai we got them from Pune and we got Dada Konke's uh, <laughs> equipment track trolley <laughs> and i am telling you man every tra- we couldn't use any track shot we couldn't use any track shot because the whole thing would shake like this <laughs> it was like actually that track trolley was like actually sitting in a, on a train it would go every shot was like this uh-huh. and we were like yaar thoda zyada paisa kharch karke we could so we couldn't use any of that so some of these things are insurmountable uh some of these things if you catch early like sound for example if if you record the entire thing and then you go back and then you realize there is no sound in that interview mm. now that time has gone that guy has gone the interviewee has gone everything is gone yeah. everything is done and right. you're sitting there with your timelines yeah. uh, to edit this or audio yeah. in here Uh, sometimes your cameras just back focus and you're not getting your focus on it so you have to figure that out so yeah there it just it's it's a huge list your light is flicker there's right. one light that is flickering that is causing that that one light that show would have, could have been made without that one light you know yeah. but that one light since it's on it's flickered and now you can't switch it off because it's all again continuity and then it's going to flicker throughout so you right. fix it. it it just it it just it's one thing after the other it just goes on so one thing like you mentioned that between what it was and what it is now like you have given both examples of back yeah. in the day yeah. has this now changed where you have a set like a proper sop setup like you do you understand or people understand that if you have to make this in time in a decent production quality with these multitude of platforms coming in multitude of production houses coming in and obviously multitude of experience because now you have like two decades of experience has, has this changed like has this helped quite a bit like see this this the sound issue and the camera back focus and the technical issues there will be okay. there will be. 
on and off it will be there because these are equipment that is being used day after day every day right, right? so i mean it goes through its wear and tear and all those things i mean that issue will happen but not even if it happens you quickly you're shooting in bombay you quickly get a replacement for it right so light issues your light men will go up to the tarafa they climb up they'll figure it out and the dop will be there they'll sort it out but okay. what happens is you you will lose those 30 minutes you will lose those 15 minutes out of right. those 12 hours when you lose those 30 minutes and you know that 2 hours is going to go for lunch and snacks you right. know you're left with like 9 and a half hours so oh, okay. the time to execute the kind of quality that you want it might get a little compromised but oh, then okay. you have to finish it off you have to do it on that day you try and be- your best to make it happen Yeah. Uh, see what happens is it's it's is very basically is Murphy's law. The num- more number of things that can go wrong, they will. So, <coughs> excuse me. What we try to do, there are some things that you can take the variables out of. Like for example, the actual creatives. So when I'll give go back to the show we just did is again when we were working on the creatives, we constantly kept telling the creative team, the production team, and whoever it is that let us try to nail down as many things as possible so that. when things in inevitably do go wrong there are fewer things that go wrong there are fewer see only those in murphy's law says only those things go wrong that can And, right yeah. so if you have nailed something down that is perfectly uh, you know that like for the, the uh, for example when you're doing a comedy show these are the rounds that you have this is the amount of time you have this is the so you don't tell the comedians what to say but you put that format and you discuss it with them and some of the things are rehearsed some of them are not and so on so probably improv comedy things can't be rehearsed that's the need yeah. be so but we try to reduce the number of variables that can go wrong so that when inevitably things are going wrong it doesn't have a cascading effect so that you can concentrate on those few things and you know i think yes technical issues will happen i think shooting what an avengers movie technical things might go wrong and i mean it's not as if things are uh, yeah you know uh, fine there but uh, somewhere along the line people have we have and the industry has got better and people have got a professionals have got better at sort of and equipment has got better mm-hmm. also Yeah, to, like uh, you know, earlier we used to record on tapes, and right. there would be an issue with tapes, and you know, so much. Would, and now it's on a digital medium, so it's much easier to do it. So things have got better. Technology has helped people's understanding and maturity in this particular format or television getting better has helped. So things have got better, but obviously there will be issues, man, and you have That's to be able to yeah. deal with it. And, and, that, and I think over a period of time, we uh, actually right from the we actually always try to find solutions mm. you know you you need to have your plan b ready in case some so and so does not work out say you're feeling uh, you you've done a comedy round and that round does not work you need to have a plan b you know right. what are your options for plan b oh i think somehow over the years you have gotten used to having a solution for everything right you are ready with right. the solution you know there is that way okay let's do this let's improvise over here and let's create something else and that that requires you to like know your creators inside out it needs you to like stand there use your experience and say okay i can try something like this which would like probably seem a lot of lot more seamless and mm. it could go well with the content that we have right now so i think it's very important to have that solution provider mindset you need right. to be able to come up with solutions i mean there's no point taking a uh, issue and being fixated on it right 
you know Big. like what we did on the show so right now was when there was an issue the issue was being fixed while that issue was being fixed we already were drawing out a, pl- a plan b hmm. we knew we were ready we were like okay let's not lose time let's just you know figure out what's the best way to move forward right I yeah, think see, that's that's uh, very important. Like again, as you know, in the most infamous words, the show must go on, right? So yeah, you have to move on. forward. You have to yeah. figure out pro- pro- again. Yeah. Something that you might have gotten before, you know the solution already, or yeah. the other other way where you have to find the solution, a- yeah. or live with some part of it. I think that's yeah. that's the other other bit that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's something I should I I constantly tell my teams as well. I like. whatever creative work you want to do we do it in the pre production phase you know where you're putting things together you're putting the creative work together you have it 100% full proof on paper right. your run order or your uh, script is this is like you know your this is what you're going to shoot you know everything has to happen there when you come on flow you need to execute because your your flow time is to execute and execute to the best version possible right and then you go to post and you would like take it a level higher you clean out you clear yeah. out you color correct you play with it you add the mood create the emotion all those things right. but i mean on flow you should have been i don't think you should be trying to come up with a different creative because you've had those 45 days might sound like a little less but it's okay you can still put the best things forward and then go ahead with a plan with you know it also depends on the kind of content you're doing for example like george oh you will be really interested you george has is master of culinary television <laughs> he has done no no i'm not even have you heard of a show called raja rasoi or anya kahani yeah 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 ha huh. he yeah. directed it oh seriously I've, I've, i've done a few episodes in season 2 so i've done part of season 2 But so that is amazing. Season, that yeah, is like so, one of my best shows like yeah, seriously both yeah. me and my wife I watched the whole yeah. show twice. Yeah. Yeah yeah. So George is that so George has done a ton of uh, cooking based shows. So for example if it's something on travel or something where you it's not it's depends on how structured it is. Like the show we did was very structured because it was on a set and there was certain number of things we had to do and so on. So there to be uh, to add new things into the creatives is going to be a little bit difficult because mm. you need to know where it's going to fit and so on so forth so that's going to the thinking is going to take time communicating it to the other people is going to take time and then executing is going to take time. right but if you are on a travel show for example mm. or a culinary show tra- culinary travel show obviously you can't do it on a cooking show because there's an sop there's a standard operating procedure you can't say ab chayar ab kadai nahi ab hum kuch aur use karenge you can't do that in right. cooking but when you're doing something like travel hmm. then the kind of story suppose you come across a story which is really interesting so your mind needs to be open and quick enough to be quickly yeah. figure out acha these are the shots that you put together yeah. and this is the story i can get and these are yeah. the bites i get and this is the angle i get yeah. so you need to have that that constant yeah. ability to think on your feet in yeah. that kind of show yeah and, you know? and and that's the most challenging it's the most challenging but it's like when you overcome that part of it right yeah, yeah. Right. it's the most euphoric thing that you could do i mean Absolutely. it's you feel like you are god i mean that's the th- <laughs> i mean it's that kind of a thing because it it's it because this you could be somewhere in amdabad shooting and you'd know very little about the place you are seeing it for the first time today and suddenly you see something in front of you which you feel okay i can incorporate it in the story in in the story but how do i incorporate it i mean it's the, it's that 5 minutes where you just sit you think okay this is my visuals a b c this is my edit pattern that's going to happen and let me try and pull this off i think that's the most fascinating right. part when it comes to non fiction you know 
where you can't plan these things, but you're out there, you see it and you figure out a way to make it part of the story. And I, it, it yeah. happens on the spot. It is yeah. a lot of quick thinking. And I don't know, it, it just wires you up so well. When you're out there, you just connect and you like just connect into that place if it's a travel show and wow, it's like you can really bring that picture out, you know? Wow. Yeah. I think that's I think that again is a very good segue to my to my next question. I want and since you've mentioned it a couple of times, the new project that you have worked on and the the new the show, the culinary show, Raja Rasoya or Kahanya, if I'm if I'm if I remember that correctly. Yeah. I think I would want to know what, like, what interesting projects apart from these two, what you have worked on, and again, the same point you mentioned, like you are in a very new place, you're bringing out the stories. What, what has the journey been like that on those shows? Oh man, it's been a whole range of shows. So for me, the thing was, I never stuck to doing one thing too many times. Like I have done one season of Split Swilla. Oh yeah, I've okay. done. I've done. Um, two seasons of style in the city there were three seasons i didn't mm. do the third season uh i did two seasons of it and and it's so the thing is when you're doing a show which is absolutely new mm. right? right like style in the city was for travel and living it was a mm. show on uh, on travel and fashion how do you put the two things together so yeah. i mean with that while you're exploring the city like say you you land in a place like lucknow right. and lucknow as, a, as 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 soon as you're there you're standing in front of uh, you're standing from one of those uh, old gates. What what was that uh, place called? Um, Imambada. You're standing in Imambada, right? Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. You see this this cycle and uh, this uh, uh, what, what do you call that? Cycle rickshaws passing ah, by. Hand rickshaws, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you see the cycle rickshaws passing by. And then I remember this was like for one show, I just looked at it and I looked at it and I was like, dude, this place takes me back in time. How do I introduce this this place visually that way? Right. And then I was like, okay, let me like shoot visuals and then I'll reverse the entire thing. You know, ah. so my, my entire opening for Lucknow was taking shots that had a little movement and then and then in incorporate a VO which said that with the moment you come to Lucknow, it takes you back in time. Back time, right. You know, so, I mean, you bring the essence out through that. So, I I have enjoyed each and every travel gig I've done. I have done a very interesting show, which didn't do well in uh, when it had come out. It was a show called Mahayatra. Okay. But that took me all over the country. I'm And you'll see me, I will always come back to the travel aspect. Right, because right. For me, that was like, that was something that was the perk of working in this field, basically. So Mahayatra took me through the four dhams. Oh. It took me to um, over five, six hundred temples all over the country. And I mean, when, and you're out there and you kind of like like when you when you go into like you know when you're along the Char Dham, mm. you will connect with the mythologies. True. You will you will come to temples. You will come to places where it'll be said that this happened over here. You know you uh, in whether in Mathura you'll have. Mm. Uh, I I had this really like eight year old or seven year old boy who was kind of like a sadhu who was sitting with me under Yamuna Ghat at uh, Mathura and we, it was hot. So we had taken shelter in the on the river bank. They, they built an enclosure to, to keep you cool. cool. Mm. And he's sitting there, he's smoking a BD and he's telling me, this is where Krishna and Kans had their fight. 
and i'm just looking at him i'm like dude what happened i'm like mm. you know mm. because for <laughs> him it was very true right. for him i look at it as a story as a my- right. as something right. that was mythology but for him it happened over there it happened in the yamuna right over there and i was like dude these are two different worlds i mean i come from my world is so different and his world says that it ha- actually happened, happened over here yeah. and it's it's fascinating i mean that's the kind of things you come across so I'm, yeah i mean i've seen there was a show that i did which was entirely on horror okay uh, oh yeah yeah the, all the chair i don't i don't find a trace of it online anywhere nowadays it's wiped out i don't know why <laughs> what's happened or what reason what it was uh, i mean it's not there <laughs> this is interesting pius they they would go to some of the most haunted places in the country oh, okay and they would put cameras up and then they would send somebody to they would basically try to figure out if this is actually haunted or not and they <laughs> they experience some weird stuff is what i've oh. heard from George. yeah i mean i mean things you don't i mean it's it's you don't know if it's your mind hmm. okay that has so much power over everything because you're shooting right. through the night i mean right, you grown right. up with ghost stories okay right. <laughs> you grown up with ghost stories you know the whole thing you know how the psyche is of the person and all that and when you're shooting there so we used to shoot after sundown basically till sun sunrise okay and so then it's like when you when you reach when when it's like absolutely dark there's nothing around you there's not a single shred of light and there are things that happen which you can't explain and you're like okay what happened there why did i hear that sound right in my ear <laughs> you know like you, that that is not supposed to happen <laughs> but i think that's why that's did, the bit about the... the ghost stories or or rather these places are is your mind playing tricks or it's actually true that's the enigma right like that's with every every yeah. place that is supposed to be haunted might be a hotel yeah, might yeah and 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 it's i don't know man i mean it's you go it's something that you experience and then you can't see i mean for me it was like okay i'm not going to like disbelieve or i'm not going to believe i'm like i i i should stop questioning this, this <laughs> right now <laughs> i I'll, i'll sit on the sidelines as okay you guys yeah. discuss i don't want to be a part of it because i mean you know there were a lot of things that happened to mm-hmm. everyone on the crew you know and we were pretty stunned like all of us got very religious at that yeah. point of time everyone carried some godly item with them no matter how how big or powerful the person was i mean everyone had a godly item on them so i mean those are the kind of experiences which are off camera which are why you're yeah. making the show and you can't explain explain those kind of things and <laughs> yeah, yeah i get that i get that i think that's that's what i don't know for me it's like it feels that team it brings you get together and that's an experience yeah. that you all of you yeah. had at that point so yeah it's it was yeah. a connection Yeah, and 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 Piyush is like honestly saying. I mean, we could be directors, we could be creative directors, we could be anything. But everything that happens only happens because of teamwork. I mean, you have a good team that's working well together. You'll put out an amazing show. Right. You know, it's yeah. it's as simple as that. Good teamwork that gives you the 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 final product. The director is the person with the vision. The creative director is the person with the vision. But you really cannot do it without a great team. Right. Yeah. See, it's a collaborative effort. Yeah. As much. I mean, most of the money that is put into creating visual content pieces are done are is put into people. So you have your people in front of the camera, right. then you have your your technical people, then you have your creative teams, you have your production team. These the better these guys are. So it's not just about getting. I mean, there's no point getting the best machines in the world or the best cameras in the world if the person who's operating them just does 
does not know how to do it that's true. right so it's such a collaborative effort and that is again i bring back to one of the things that people don't realize about being a director is the ability to manage all these strands whether it's creatives whether it's the execution part whether it's production part whatever it is and to to bring them all into uh, creating this one objective everybody sees that objective but everybody sees it slightly differently right. a dop will only see it in a particular way a performer will only see it in a particular way the only person who's seeing it all is the director right. all aspects right. of it is being seen by the director and that is where the directors were yes the creative aspect yes definitely 100% you have to be creative otherwise there's no point doing this because you're not a reporter you're trying to tell a story or tell a you know create an emotion or an impact but you also need to be able to get these people together and that's where this maturity and that's where experience comes in because you can't be even in a movie you know that director has to handle all these disparate aspects of it and that is what a being a director means i think yeah. that's what i mentioned as well like you're steering the ship if you don't yeah. you end up sinking like titanic yeah. but if you that's that's what it is right yeah. like you you commanding everyone around you so that again i know it's someone else's money but it's your vision you're trying to impart it making sure that everyone is slowly progressing to that yeah yeah makes sense so yeah okay. in term, so in terms of the journey i mean pyush it's been like a wide list yeah it's been travel it's been fashion it's been food it's been reality it's been dance singing oh, bro, comedy comedy it's yeah it's like it's like a whole i mean i think as much possible in the non fiction spectrum i've try i've tried to dabble with as much as possible music we did yeah. a we, yeah. we did a, a project some 8 years back yeah. which was um, which was for red bull we followed a couple of bands yeah. across uh, ah. yeah. india yeah. it was an interesting project because they had this it was called the red bull tour bus Yeah. Uh, ah, basically nice. red bull had this bus uh, in which the band or the performers would travel right. and they would come to each venue and the stage would be created on the bus oh ah, interesting yeah on top of the bus so yeah. that was what the stage was so there would be two two guys the one was a driver and another guy these two guys would as soon as they come in the afternoon to the uh, venue they would immediately get to work and in like an hour hour and a half that entire stage would be set up and all that and then they would play their gig and then they sit in the bus and then they take off to yeah. the next that's very efficient so that's, <laughs> that's, that's very good concept as well like that's pretty yeah. cool yeah 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 some interesting stuff you know like he and i together have like done and then obviously you know he's done some really some of the things that he's done <laughs> i have been very jealous about um, i am honestly you know, still reeling about the raja rasoyan kahani like that's that's oh, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. one of actually i love that show very yeah. very very good so so i think i think it's uh, what the season i had done was i think i shot it in 2015 and i had shot in mathura banaras hyderabad um andhra and um, a lot of these uh, i think probably tamil nadu as well well wow. and, and 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 it's beautiful dude i mean because i mean not only are you like shooting the food you're eating it as well you're meeting <laughs> lovely people as well right. so i mean right. you're getting the best of all worlds at that point of time you're traveling you're eating you're well fed <laughs> and you know you're getting good content when you're shooting it you know of you're course. just of max trying to figure okay how much closer like for me when i did food food shows i was like okay food is about your five senses you know mm. and you your your viewer needs to get in touch with that they need to hear the crackles they need to you know you have to explain what it tastes like how it feels in your mouth 
look much right. you know everything needs to come out your taste your the the aroma everything needs to get out to the viewer and you need to bring that out right. so i mean for me when it anyway came to shooting food my favorite was like get on the macro lenses and get in as close as possible yeah. <laughs> like get in and then do a little bit of movement how do you make this look beautiful you know <laughs> tell me have we have we gone gone way off track i don't think i give you straight answers to any of the questions i no, keep no, going no no we have no no man if you give straight if you give straight answers this would be a damn fucking boring <laughs> podcast yeah, right? it, it would it would <laughs> be like an interview call like we're on a zoom yeah, yeah, we're yeah. interviewing for a job <laughs> Yeah. So there was a there was this uh, for this show that we worked on Piyush uh, Lead India that mm. uh, talent show for politicians. There was one guy. So generally we each have one person we would follow, right? <laughs> But there was this one guy that both uh, George and I had separately followed. His name was what was his name? The story was that first time I went to shoot with it, this guy was the most boring person in the world. <laughs> I am not kidding. So we do a shoot. I start at seven in the morning. I do an entire shoot in Mumbai and all that. Yeah. We go to town. We're in Grand Road. We do this, that, and the other. Then finally, we have to do an interview. So the video diary, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So this is about like half an hour, forty-five minutes, asking questions about whatever has happened during the day. All right. <laughs> And I'm tired also, so I am sitting there because I am running around. He's sitting in his car until I call the shot. Then he comes and does his thing. So anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm sitting, and I am. Uh, so there are these steps. I'm sitting on the steps, and he's standing, uh, sitting on a chair in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking the question, and he goes on and on. And suddenly, I he, I I feel this nudge mm-hmm. from the DOP. He says, "Sir, stay up." <laughs> <laughs> I went to sleep. Okay, so that was then. Then a few weeks later, George. <laughs> I had to do the same interview. He had to follow the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> the most boring man in the world, dude. <laughs> He bored both of us. <laughs> like, My definitely. God. Yeah, yeah. We come across people like that also. I'll put this, but I'll beep the name out. Yeah, don't use the name. Yeah, I I remember like shooting <laughs> with some of some of those people, right? Now the thing is, see, Piyush, our day start used to start early. Okay, right. By six, you're out of the hotel. You woken up at like five or whatever that is. Right. You shot the whole day outside. Okay, in the heat, it doesn't matter. Like your you shoot no matter what the temperature okay. is. You shoot. Right. And then finally, like by the time it's time to take the interview, you since you're shooting outdoor, it'll always be like post lunch around four five in the evening, where you're going to wind down. That's the last thing you need to do is take mm. that interview and move and you know move. Right. And sometimes like. It happened with this one person that we're talking about, and then it happened with another person <laughs> who who I was interviewing, and I I just remember my mind I was tired, I was right. and you're sitting down, and if you're sitting and asking questions because you need to maintain that person's look into the camera, so they're looking into right. you and talking, and you're sitting as close to the camera as possible. Now you you can't move from there, you can't stretch, you can't do anything. Okay, so by that time fatigue has like caught up with you, yeah. and. You will ask a question, and then you pay attention to the first question, the first answer, and you realize, okay, it's five minutes long. Second answer, another ten minutes has gone. By the time you ask the third question, right, you've gotten used to the start and the end, and you mm. didn't fall asleep. <laughs> like an, so I completely moment, imagine. So, so the moment I heard the person's voice stop, right, I should get up. I should like yeah. next question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. because see, in interviews there is this rule of thumb that if you want somebody to keep talking, you maintain eye contact, hmm. keep nodding, they'll keep talking. 
and the moment you don't want you want them to stop you can't obviously tell them to unless you know the person and he's a yeah. professional then you say acha talk it wrap it up but if it's an interview then yeah, you can't tell them to acha fuck off so what you do is you look away you do this you close your eyes you look something and that person's train of thought sort of comes to a station right. you know, hopefully but with this guy the some of some people you they don't care whether you're not looking at them or not they have got an option somebody ask me a question i will answer it <laughs> fully i i <laughs> so take my opportunity it. to make sure that i answer ah, the whole yeah. thing yeah perfect yeah. um i think uh, i'll move on to the the next bit is i think when when we talk about these professionals and profession uh, the the professions right and we have come a long way from when it started off when you guys started off and even when i started off um, yeah. it's 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 come a long way there's a lot of structured stuff there's a lot of yeah. platforms that you can get on but i'd say i want to know what are your thoughts and suggestions to people who might want to get into this line of work or at least you know i won't say be successful or that but just get into it at at You know, what's the steps that you should um, take, or you might want to take? I think if you your first thing is, I mean, where you educate yourself, either you do it at a job or you do it at a course. That's your first step. I mean, ideally, I mean, the course has to be something like that is known to like teach your basics pretty well. So, because the thing is, it's one thing sitting in the classroom and understanding it. I I mean I remember I was in XIC when I did my first gig as a assistant director I was okay. studying and doing that and uh, the I mean it, you have to do it practically mm. you have to you can know everything else theory wise right but till you see it done practically till you see how the uh, blocking is done or how it's being framed how it's being thought about what are the sequence of events that go into it i think that is the you you need to get your basics right your right. your basic foundation should be very your technical foundation should be strong so you have to learn i mean your first few years learn as much as you can it's not that you won't learn after that you will learn but along with that learning comes improvement comes experience mm. comes you know all those things but your first thing is to know that okay you need to get the experience so whether you do a course or you do a job make sure you get your your basics are strong mm. your second thing is i think you need to do is like take up whatever work comes your way okay especially if you're doing a project to project basis and not a uh, a job like joining a network or something like that right, right. because then you're you're on the ball you're working constantly but if you're going to be someone who's like Uh, aspiring to be a director or a creative director on field who's there with the cameras with the crew then i think the more exposure you get the more jobs you get i think that is one thing that you have to keep at okay uh, next thing is while you're learning while you're improving build a portfolio okay it's very okay. important to build a portfolio like you need to be able to like if you want to direct you need to be able to show people that i have shot this right you know this is what i have shot and this is what my work is like i mean that's how i got my first director's gig okay when i was told that i need to make people think visually mm. that was because i was doing a show which was a very interview based format based show and uh, there was no scope for visuals in it at least the kind of stories i was doing right and all i all i thought to myself at that point of time was you know if i'm just going to shoot interviews and put it out you know no one's going to like look at me as a director all right 
right. so what i started doing was for each topic i started making 30 second intros and in that day of shoot when i was shooting i shot those 30 seconders it, again it was again very lateral montages right. how do you think differently you know right. that kind of a thing so once i was done with that show i took those 30 seconders from each of those stories and that became my reel so right. makes sense then i could you know because it's i don't think i've ever been someone who could speak about my work but i would i could get you to look at my work and you would say okay let me get this guy on board right right you know I, so yeah. it and i think the most important thing which i really suck at is pr and networking oh <laughs> yeah you have to be able to do that right losing yeah. hey, get your yeah. you get your basics right build your portfolio learn as much as you can build your portfolio uh uh pr marketing yeah. you have to i mean that is that is see because the thing is the moment you are a person who's working on project to project basis you are a brand in yourself you need to right. market yourself as a brand and we fail to do that we leave it up to talent hmm. no uh, there is this uh, there is this, we came from this i don't know this is how we were brought up is that uh, we came from this ki you know you do your job well be professional do your job properly and then people will know automatically because of your job but that really doesn't work kaam nahi bolta aap hi bolte ho because sometimes can be problematic in your in, in yeah, your profession humility modesty no it's not just humility and modesty it's the other way around it is arrogance that oh my work is so good that it automatically make people you know uh, later you realize that it's not humility it's arrogance yeah. in some ways and, yeah. and you know vasu even when it comes to i'm not i don't think it's arrogance i i think you should be able to talk about your work here you know we should all be able to talk about our work i mean take pride in it and say okay this is what i do for a living this is what it is this is how i think about it like it's just not of... about talking about work irrespective of how good or bad it is it's about yeah. talking about your because it's so good that you would you yeah. should would want to yeah. put yourself out there Yeah, I'll put it in terms of cooking, right? For example, mm. you don't immediately start going into a course which teaches you to become a master chef that makes you all the things. You first like dal sabzi, thoda banana. Look, a basic idea to banana. How does it take? How does how do masalas work? How do things work? How does oil? What kind of oil burns? How and all that sort of thing. Okay, so that's one. Uh, and then you get into it. That's where. And then of yep. course, as he said, creating you have to self-promote, creating your portfolios and. i do always suggest to people you should definitely if you want to get interested into making shows and all that always work in production houses on project to pro- or even if you're not project to project basis even if it's a job at least work in a place where it's a very execution based mm. of execution centric so don't work for example in a channel initially because channels very few channels at least in india very few channels make their own shows Uh, most of them outsource to production houses who create the shows and then the channels either commission them or then acquire later right so if you are working in a channel then your exposure to actually executing it is not as much as uh, when you're working for a production company on projects and so on so definitely right. get your hands dirty that way and then as he said self promotion 100% but today like compared to where we started from today yeah. dude a things like pius that you said you know you could make videos with mobile nowadays you could you have 4k shoot shooting mobile phones yeah. with cameras and yeah. stuff you can carry around and dji osmo and this that and the other you have steady cams people can make movies with yeah. uh, phones dude like yeah. we couldn't do that and and, and and right now i think today anyone who's doing or who wants to be in this field or wants to get into this field or wants to 
continue in this field i think they should just use the internet a lot right. yeah. just put right. out content so that people understand their style people understand their work you know because i mean the internet has changed mm. all that because when we when i got into it i mean there was the only thing i knew at that point that i would ultimately become was a fiction director mm. because that's all i saw non fiction right. happened to me by default i entered into non fiction as a production assistant and then i was like oh this is a different world altogether mm. and then reality came along and then i was like oh this is again different and it just it just keeps then there came the travel shows so right. it's like it just keeps evolving you keep learning and basically uh, you know uh, what do you call uh, step in like to yeah. go with time like yeah. you know change and, as the time changes right? yeah and today i mean if anyone who wants to get into this field i think they have a phone at their disposal they have the internet at their disposal i think they can create and show people okay this is the kind of work i'm capable mm. of without having any experience you know yeah. i think you can start creating a portfolio before you get a job and since since we are talking about you know showing to people or trying to put your work out i think this is a good point where i would want to know how our listeners and our friends can find you george like how they can get in touch with you how would they can they see your work where they can you know uh, get to know the creative genius of george uh, i think um first place would be imdb <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense i'm going to put yeah. that link in the description yeah. for the first podcast is imdb where i have just updated imdb and like finally like managed to put 22 years of work out there till now there was nothing on it i had not put anything and then now it's like it's something that i'm curating i was like okay wow. uh, so you can do it yourself yeah you can do yeah. it yourself Oh, I'll do it, man. I haven't done it. Either. You have a if you have a Amazon Prime account, you can go on and do it yourself. Oh, you. I mean, you can. You need to give them proof, evidence, your name on the title credits, all those things. Just yep. take screenshots and you can put it out over there. So the first place would be IMDb. Second would be Instagram. Uh, where I'm King George the Fifth. <laughs> I think that's what I am right now. <laughs> there's another Instagram account which I create, which is just for time pass. I mean, I like playing with words, so it's called Socratic Irony Drops. That's another one that I have, and uh, yeah, these are the main two play. And obviously, you know, sorry, not to forget, on YouTube, I'm Possible Perceptions. So that is where like the video Vasu spoke about, and right. uh, which is about life and my travel and journey. It's like I just try and put my thought process out there. Maybe that thought process was me ten years ago. but it's like i somehow feel that that has a connect to someone somewhere kind of a thing and right. i did get that response from a couple of people like people have written into me saying that okay i like these this train of thought it get gets me to like think a little differently mm. and i think that's what i've tried to do with content every time as well in my career uh, uh i think you if you're out there putting visuals out you're you're doing your it's it's you're creating a kind of craft right Uh, I think it's it's important to educate. Yeah, of course. You are going to entertain, but educate as well. So I would like if something that I felt was too regressive did not work with my way of thinking or the kind of message I would want to put out there in that content, I would change it. I would yeah. give it a positive spin. How could you better handle it? Whether it's the way women are looked at or the problems women are facing, or how should women be able to like you know. uh uh the whole thing about no means no or 
or you know how do you make these things whether it's a reel whether it's a one minute content or it's like how do you connect with the world outside i mean there needs to be a relationship or personal element that comes in over there where you say okay fine this is me this is how i think and this is i'm still learning as i go on right george i think i would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart to show up to be a part of the show it is amazing talking to you we had an amazing conversation and i hope our listeners you know feel the same they enjoy the conversation and do check out the shows that you have done thanks man piyush has been great being here thanks piyush thanks sandeep and uh, enjoyed being on baatoki therapy you can call me for another session anytime you all want i think it was very therapeutic i'm i'm oh, sure. good for this and we can correct all the errors we made in this over there in case, <laughs> in case I, went, i i went away from the content that we were looking at i mean we can do it the next time <laughs> no we'll do we'll do def- we'll definitely do more parts like as people want to hear we'll definitely give them more parts for this podcast why not guys do follow us on our instagram platform at bkt2 we are also on twitter we are also on facebook facebook we are not very active but twitter and instagram we are sure uh do like and subscribe on to the podcast channel uh, give us some good reviews we are, we are always we always welcome that and hopefully see you soon in the next episode everybody who has access to an apple device like an ipad <laughs> or a an iphone please download apple podcasts uh, i say this specifically because uh, you can go to our uh, podcast and give us five stars yeah we can give that we really five stars not the chocolate actually <laughs> five stars hey i don't mind the chocolate though sorry you you are diabetic i i need the chocolate i can have that yeah yeah and uh, everybody who doesn't have an apple phone please buy one so that you can go to apple podcasts <laughs> and then go to our channel and click <laughs> and give us five stars so you know um i don't know any other place you can get five stars on podcast so do that on apple and then give it you can sell it again after that <laughs> this one thing <laughs> okay so thank you very much that was interesting and uh, you know we'll be bringing more many many more interesting people that we're going to talk to primarily because piyush and i aren't particularly interesting as you saw <laughs> our first episode but uh, yes let our tribe increase Yep. Take care. Bye. Bye.